Dewana Wanga. And that means hello and welcome to the 120th episode of Flux Suppose. But that wasn't very Star Wars y, so I think the real bid for Tony Billy, like, Dewana Wanga. There. That's much <laughs> yes. better. We have to be authentic. Because that's sure. what we're all about on this show is accuracy and authenticism. Yes, we have a certificate of authenticity. <laughs> Mr. George Lucas came by and gave it to us. Perfect. Well, since we're talking about authentic- authenticity, I'm Jason. He's Lucas. This is Flexible. That's me. Welcome aboard. We do this podcast weekly, and it's fun. It's fun for us. I don't know if it's fun for the people that listen, but we have fun doing it, and <laughs> we don't care about you. So That's right. On the docket this week, we have... IRL, what you playing? News of the week, an overclocked remix, Netflixation, goodbye world, and maybe some community grab back. May be. May be. Not today. Uh, uh, oh, uh, you didn't uh, say the magic word. Oh, God. That was the, uh, is that Jurassic Park? Yes, sir. Kay. Got it. I got it. I know my, my bad movie references. Uh, this is. This has been an interesting week. It's been like the, the E3 hangover. And I don't know about you, but like I really didn't want to play video games at all, at all this week. Well, it's, I kind of yeah. I was kind of too busy to do so, but it kind of worked that's, out that way. Um that's as true. well. Yeah, the end of the week was uh busy for both of us through the weekend there. So, well, as you can see with my what you playing, I I mean, I hopped around here and there a little bit as far as the gaming thing goes but mm-hmm. yeah I, I was i was like a snake you know i had to digest over a large period of time all of this this e3 news because really i never i normally wouldn't pay attention all that closely uh, you know i wouldn't go out of my way to watch every single um well almost every single um conference there was mm-hmm. but uh you know that's the kind of game journalism that we have come to expect from ourselves and you guys expect from us. Uh, <laughs> I got more gaming news than I ever would in uh, the, the rest of the year combined. I, I was hoping so you'd be able to get yourself it. back on the tracks because you were slowly yes. derailing more and more the longer that sentence came right for Yes. I wanted to just come in there and say, so would it be apparent and applicable if I said, yo, snake, sneak that shit? Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, well, that's always welcome. That's always welcome. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah. Biden. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yes, that is an once again an in joke that only you and I and maybe a handful of people would understand. They probably still don't. Master Bruce. <laughs> don't do that when I'm in so, a drink. <laughs> My monitor uh, almost so, got spackled. Ooh, ooh, it's not good. You it's don't not want good that. at all. No. Anywho, so what? what how about we talk about? Let's talk about things that people might actually care about and listen to a podcast for. Okay. Uh, okay, so we had last week we had our E3 show, and then uh, mm-hmm. you know that went up on Wednesday, and then after that it, it was pretty much felt like it was just wedding stuff. Uh, the last the rest of the week, you know, I had pit pick up uh, ready to go, and what did we do on Wednesday? We went and um, I think Wednesday. I, oh, Wednesday was when we were going to go to the movie, and that didn't work out. So then yeah, I got yeah. I tried a new pizza place, which was very disappointing, and. Uh, boo. <laughs> Thursday, it was actually that place. Remember that long time back when you and Mike came over and we played some games and we got that, that like extra large cheese pizza for like eight bucks, but it was like that super greasy, 
like 20 inch yeah. pizza. Yeah. It's that's that it place. Huge. It's a different pizza place there now, but, uh, equally disappointing. Um, Thursday we had to pick up the tuxes. So then we went out to dinner with my, my dad and my two brothers and a couple of the other, my brother's friends. And then Friday was the rehearsal dinner. Saturday was the actual wedding. Sunday was father's day. So it's just a, a blur of stuff, but uh, my my brother, my oldest younger brother, is now married. He's on his honeymoon in Marco Island, Florida. So, uh, the important part of the wedding extravaganza was, I think, uh, I had talked about it maybe on the show that we had done a couple of beer runs to Costco. Um, I think we spent like two hundred something dollars, and then like five hundred something dollars, um, Ooh. on beer, because my my dad had given him like give my brother $2,000 for the budget and what he didn't spend was their wedding gift. So I think what he had ended up not, I think what he ended up not spending, he used and he got us like a, what did we have? We had like a Hummer, like an H3 limo. Um, oh, jeez. On the day of the wedding. But uh, he, so we had, we had all this beer. We had 20 bottles of wine. We had, and he had liquor and soda. So, um, I get home, you know, I, I left the wedding. I didn't have to help tear down. I get a text the next day, and he's like, yeah, we had we bought way too much beer. And I was like, how much is left? He's like, basically everything that didn't go in the cooler. So um, his his uh, caterers didn't have a bar service, but they would serve it. So we had to supply everything. And so they had a bunch of beer in coolers, and then we had some stuff in the fridges there. So I go to my dad's on Sunday, and they had brought it all home. And my dad, like, opens up his trunk and my, my brother Will's trunk, and they're just filled Oh beer. my god! And my dad's like, "You got to take this IPA shit. I ain't drinking that." So, <laughs> uh, I got sent home with my spoils of I have four cases of all day IPA, Jesus. fifteen packs. Um, I have a twenty four pack of Bud Light, and I, and I have a twelve pack of Oberon. Wow! So, needless to say, when your birthday barbecue rolls around, I got something to bring. <laughs> I know what it's going to be. It's going to be the Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the only thing. See, I mean, all day IPA goes down so sweet and smooth. So 15 pack is really, yeah, you know, that's right? nothing on a hot day. And there still was, um, I think, like we sent Will home with a couple of cases. I think he took an all day and he took some lining kugel and some Oberon. My dad kept mostly lining, uh, you know, summer shandy, but just so mm-hmm. much beer. And I was like, sweet, I don't have to buy beer for like months. The rest this, of the is a, this is amazing. <laughs> So that was pretty cool, but no, it's it's uh, well, this is the first wedding I've been involved with since my own. I feel like I mean, I've been to. I haven't even. I don't even know if I've been to one since then. Oh yeah, my cousins had one or something, but um, a lot easier being on this side of, <laughs> on this side of things, actually right. being in one, you know. But uh, it's cool to see you know your younger brother take the dive. Uh, it was a very interesting best uh best man speech that involved him uh. The big secret of Garrett. Well, Garrett has a new nickname called the Little Spoon. We'll leave it at that. But oh no, um, uh, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. Uh, I see you had a trip. I did. I did have a trip, and what a trip it was. Did you buy any of the um, chintzy tables? No, no. Oh. Um, we uh, well, I'd never been. I we have never been to IKEA. Uh, we talked to you guys about it. You and Jessica. My mm-hmm. wife and I, because we were interested and we were just, uh, cause I know you guys had bought a few things. I, I don't remember what, but I know you, or at the very least you've been there before. We've been there a few times. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's an experience, I guess, from what I understand. And so I, uh, you know, we said, 
you know, let's go. Um, her mom wanted to go and her husband, uh, her stepfather. And so we all hopped in the SUV on the, like the hottest day so far, I think, or at least one of them. But thankfully that wasn't an issue, but I feel so bad for the car because that air conditioning was just cranked the entire way. So it's a two, well, it's supposed to be a two hour and 15 minute drive or something like that. Yeah. To Canton, right? Yep. Canton, Michigan, uh, just outside of Detroit. And well, Google, as we were driving, I had Google maps on and it's kind of depressing because you can see what the expected time to arrive is. So it's always in, it's kind of like when you're just waiting to get out of like work or school or something and you have a clock right in front of you because you're just like you, you're tracking the time and you know, it's not going by as fast as you want it to. And I actually, I like driving. I don't mind it at all. I'd rather be driving than sitting in the car doing nothing, but Mm -hmm. man, I've never gone that way before. And so we ran into construction, which I, I had a feeling because I was looking down at it and it went from like, it kept, it basically kept staying at two hours, no matter how far we got. And then eventually it like shot up to two hours and 27 minutes. And I'm like, you know, we're like a quarter of the way there and it, it hasn't really gone down at all. So yeah, sure enough, we ran into construction because of Uh, course, you know, that's the big (laughs) joke about Michigan, two seasons, winter and construction season. Yep. Um, and so that was a pain in the ass. But even more so is since I didn't know where I was going, I missed two exits because oh. I don't have anything that holds my phone. It's just sitting on my lap. And uh, I didn't have the best co-pilot. Normally, Danette would be sitting up front with me, but she wasn't. So she at least helps me look at road signs and stuff because I'm, you know, I'm looking down at my phone trying to figure out because when you're doing when you're using Google Maps and the road splits off in three different directions, it's kind of hard to tell which one you're supposed to be taking when, when it, you know, when it's all the roads are close together. So I couldn't tell what I was supposed to be doing. And I was an idiot and didn't look to see like what the actual verbal direction or the written out directions were. Otherwise I would have just looked for the, the road sign. So we got freaking turned around two different times. Um, one of which was an even uh, a pretty large detour, unfortunately. And then the other oh. time, I just had to turn around, which thankfully that wasn't a, an issue. But yeah, we had Isaac with us too. So it was like his first big trip going anywhere where he wouldn't really be able to nap at home like he normally would. So we finally get there. And um, let's just say this. There's no, there's, no, there's no good way of going about this. I had to go to the bathroom about an hour into the trip. And I don't just mean <laughs> – I mean I had to take care of business, okay? And so we get there and like, I was like, I want to stop somewhere else and go to the bathroom because it's Ikea. It, I ha- I just have this feeling there's going to be a lot of people in the bathroom or something. Sure enough. I mean, everybody wanted to wait and I was like, okay, I'll just wait. So we get there and the first thing I do is hit up the bathroom, which is, you know, great. But, you know, sure enough, there's people in there. Just, it wasn't too bad, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't the best situation, let's say. Mm. So. Needless to say, I wasn't feeling very comfortable during most of it, which was unfortunate because, like I said, I'd never been there and where you have to walk through the floors and it's not like you're trapped or anything, but you're definitely going through 
Um, there's a lot of people everywhere and there's only one way to get through. So, you know, if you happen upon a bathroom and they're, they're spaced out or whatever, you can't just Mm -hmm. run to the bathroom real quick. So, um, we're going through and we're checking out stuff. And of course, you know, we're like, well, we're not really going to buy anything major. We'll just, we're just here to look at stuff. And it was interesting. And there was a lot of neat, um, kind of retro modern design stuff and of course you're looking at it and you're like we need to redo our entire kitchen right now i hate everything about my house let's redo everything but uh we settled on we were looking for some new dishes to buy uh so we we got some that were because the first set we bought was just kind of like let's just get this plain jane stuff so that we don't have to overthink it and then we'll replace it with something else so we just grabbed some cheapy dishes that actually look somewhat interesting so um and then oh we uh, the big thing is because you've seen our kitchen it's tiny and Mm -hmm. we don't have any place for our produce because you know we'll buy potatoes we've been buying a lot of fruits and vegetables to turn into baby food so we have a lot more than we normally would um and we don't have anywhere to store that stuff so we actually bought a three-tiered cart that we can put they're kind of like baskets basically. And we can put our produce in there. So very exciting things I'm sure. But uh, for us, you know, it was just like, finally, cause we've been like throwing it on top of the microwave or something like that, or in where the, the pots and pans are. And it's always pain in the ass to drag out a bag, a five pound bag of potatoes. And so, yeah, we ended up buying some stuff needless to say, but we've got, we've got some plans for down the road, but there's definitely a few projects like the fence that take precedence over that. So all in all, it was interesting. I didn't get to try the, the meatballs, unfortunately. Um, but I oh, heard good. they were, yeah, I've heard they were, they were pretty good, but, uh, I'm not a big fan of Swedish meatballs. I prefer barbecue anyway. So I don't feel like I missed out too much, but yeah, that was, that was our trip. And c- coming back was a lot easier. Cause I already, I just followed the signs that said, Lansing and then Grand Rapids so not not too nothing crazy happened on the way back so well that's good but yeah uh Isaac did great which was nice because he didn't just cry the whole time or anything so Uh five hours in a car with a crying baby would not be great so no that was the Ikea trip it was mostly positive so I'm sure we'll end up going back at another time when um we are more interested in because we saw a lot of stuff we liked, but we withheld buying anything until mm-hmm. we had a better plan. You know, I don't know how you feel about it, but I hate just buying one thing like, oh, that'd look great in the living room. But it's the only thing that has any style to it. So it's kind of like it doesn't really have it just looks out of place. So I'm like, you know, let's wait until we have or we're both like, let's wait until we have an idea of what we're doing. So yeah, since it wouldn't yep. match anything else in your house. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Except for a color scheme that we had picked out, and now we have one thing in that color, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so, ah, uh, the joys of being a homeowner. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. So, yeah, that was that, and then Father's Day, which was we just went and visited with my family, which we don't normally do, but um, my mom wanted to throw a little something for her father, my grandpa. And so we were down in Greenville, basically over at uh, Turk Lake. So, Oh, okay. Just, yeah. just enjoying it. I was right over in that same neck of the woods. Oh yeah. So that wraps up pretty much everything. Had a nice father's day. It was my first 
Father's Day where my son was actually in the world instead of in his mother's. Oh, yeah, room. that's right. It totally so, was your first Father's Day. Yeah, so it was kind of, you know, Dinette made it nice and cute. I'm actually finishing up the last of my uh, uh, Father's Day beer, brewskis, that she gifted upon me. And, uh, yeah, so that was kind of, that was a nice, until we was, was, a, was that your Father's house. Day gift, was the beer? Or? Um, Actually, she got, well, she got me the beer, and then um, Isaac ordered me this, um, it's like a keychain off from Etsy that is a ring, like a, a metal ring around a um, Captain America shield trinket that kind of floats in the in the middle with a chain, mm-hmm. and it just says "You are my superhero" and or ah. "My daddy is my superhero," and then it says Isaac on the back. So, which I I said I you know I kind of liked because I'm not really a necklace guy or a ring guy besides my wedding ring. So, it's, well, I think uh, I think necklaces for dudes, in my opinion kind of died out in the 90s 2000s era you know <laughs> unless whole... it's got a shark tooth on it yeah totally bruh <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i mean it's it, it it i i can't rock a necklace so uh yeah that so isaac got me that and so now i have a little reminder of uh of how much they love me oh yes <laughs> but good times good times it was a good weekend just busy not a lot of time for movies or games, but I did have a little bit of time, and I know you did too. So why don't you tell me oh, what you've been playing? Oh, certainly. Okay, so uh, game-wise, uh, I hadn't really played anything after Ether Edge didn't have time to. Um, no time. I, I probably maybe played like a, an hour or so Overwatch here or there, but I've already talked about that many times on the show. Uh, I did have a little time yesterday. I had my 3DS with me, and my brother had his as well, so I was playing. Uh, made some little more progress in Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Uh, still playing oh, yeah. through that. I think I'm definitely haven't collected everything, but I think I'm like on the second to the last actual stage, so I'm relatively far in the game. Uh, so still plugging away at that, and then my brother actually did send me home with uh, Majora's Mask. So Ooh, now I'll have, yeah. to, I'll have to finish Ocarina of Time, the remastered, so then I can play through um, Majora's Mask on the 3DS as well, since I, I definitely have the, the least experience with that game of the two. That's what I was going to ask. I feel like from, I I think most kids around his age, though, like Majora's Mask is like their favorite Zelda game. I think that's pretty true with uh, internet culture as well. It's something about kids that grew up with that game, they just that's their favorite. It's really I'm interested to see why. Um, of course, I mean, the big thing with that, though, is you got that whole, you know, it only takes place over a couple of days, and there's the whole time mechanic. and That creepy-ass moon. The creepy moon, exactly. And uh, we did. I did get a chance to try. He has uh, Mario Kart 7 on uh, the 3DS, so I got a chance to actually try out uh, download play. So there's uh, several 3DS titles that you only need to have one copy of the game and then other people can actually connect and download the game from your 3ds and play it. And, uh, Mario Kart seven is one of those mm. titles. So I could connect his 3ds and download of the game. And then I could, I can only play as shy guy, but I can't change my cart either, but that's fine. But I could still just, I don't only have the cartridge of the game and I could still race with him in Mario Kart. So that's kind that's pretty cool. Um, there's quite a few, I know like uh triforce heroes does that. You can play with, two other people with the download play. So 
it's cool that you know there's options like that you don't have to have for like these multiplayer games not everyone has to have a copy you can just do the download play and off you go so it's just cool you know it's not the most powerful system but it's got it's just cool it has some cool little things that it does so i'm happy i picked it up and i really see a lot of my gaming for the foreseeable future will probably be on that device um but the bulk of that of the day, like my dad had to bail hay on Father's Day, so I was like, oh, all right. So I'm like, Will, you want to go to a movie? He's like, sure. So went and saw Warcraft. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, Greenville Cinema, and it only cost me $5. So that was a win what as well. Think? You know, I'm not going to lie. I really liked it. Oh, no. Yeah. Not, I, don't, I don't even feel bad saying that. No reservations whatsoever. Is it a great movie? No. I mean, could I sit there and pick apart problems with it? Yeah. But in terms of a entertaining story from start to finish, yep. Totally so did you, it for me. You were, you as a fan of Warcraft, you were um, pleased with uh, what was presented. Yeah, I think that must have been kind of what did it for me. Uh, it, you know, it, it definitely rekindled my interest in um, the lore and the story that's behind um the various wars that have taken place in Warcraft's timeline. Um, you know, uh, for me, I started, you know, my entry into the series was with Warcraft 2, and I played, you know, Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness, and then the expansion Beyond the Dark Portal, and then Warcraft 3, Reign of Chaos, Warcraft 3, The Frozen Throne. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, War- World of Warcraft is when I kind of started to fizzle out, but, I mean, I had, I had a few books as well, which, oddly enough, the one, the first book... Uh, the Last Guardian is goes for sale online for like 150 bucks. Holy shite! Because <laughs> it's I'm pretty sure it's out of print now. Um, you can't find it anywhere. But um, I hope those Shadowrun books I got ever do that. <laughs> that would be that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, the I, I can't quite remember everything you had said um, last week, but um, I really like. Like the, the certain things weren't didn't take didn't like weren't too horrible for me. Like I, uh, the orcs I think were, you know, they really they show more time about like the orc storyline really than like the humans. You learn a lot more about their motivations. But I I thought I did a kind of a poor job of explaining, um, just what the horde was and why they were that and explain that there were a bunch of separate orc tribes or clans that made up the horde and you know. Besides mm-hmm. just men- mentioning frost wolves or bleeding hollow, but I mean, you know, just of uh, prominence, you know, you had the frost wolves, the be- bleeding hollow, the broken tooth, um, laughing skull, you know, several different clans that made up the horror. But I thought they did a kind of a poor job of introducing that. And I thought, like, the whole um, storyline be- between uh, Lothar and his son, that was kind of kind of just forced in there that didn't really. Um, that was that was one of the things that I, I paralleled with the orcs. Like I cared about the orcs and his son, mm-hmm. which is weird because I feel like you're not supposed to. But yeah, yeah. like you said, the human side, it, it did feel yeah. very forced. And and I thought like maybe the the armor and the swords and stuff would like bother me, but it, it didn't because I've always loved the the look of the the footmen units from Warcraft. So I I don't know. I just I got I just took it as what it was and just. Drink it all in, you know. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, well, it definitely is a visual feast for the eyes. Yeah, it's definitely like the visual effects in the movie were awesome. Um, and I, I thought for the longest time I didn't know how I'd like uh, 
what was the actor that played Medivh Ben? I can't think of his last oh, name. Oh boy, I can't remember him. Either. I thought he would really bother me in that role too, just from what I've seen him in. But I was like, ah, oh, for what he had, I was like, oh, okay. I, I mean, like King Lelaine's character, that was kind of a little shallow, but <laughs> that guy's goofy. <laughs> and then, uh, oh gosh, the Gamora, Ben Foster, by the way. I think that was the half orc. Yeah. No, um, Garona. Garona, sorry, Gamora was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Garona. That that uh, could have some issues there, but I mean, I, I got done. Like, I thought the end kind of something about up toward it lost a little steam there towards the end, but from start to finish, you know, if we're being a two what, like two hours and twenty minutes, I wasn't regretting going to the theater. I wasn't waiting for it to be over with, and then when it when it all was said and done, I was like. I want a, I want a sequel to be made. I want to see more Warcraft. I want to see I want to see the story continued. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm well, on board. You're and then get your wish cuz <laughs> they made a killing. Well, and that's the thing. It's like when I got home though, here's what it did though. When I got home, I, I what did I do that night? I'm sitting here looking up. I spent most of the night until Game of Thrones came on. I was like researching, okay, what what is the actual setting for this movie? What are the main differences between this and the the actual canon plot line and, and things like that yeah. because I mean, games back when Warcraft, because this is loosely kind of based on the time period of the first war, which is why there's only orcs and humans and why we don't see an alliance between the other races until towards, um, we don't see that just yet in the film. Um, but I mean, I was up there, I was, I was looking all this stuff up, you know, I was researching and reading about all this stuff I'd forgotten and it totally kind of reinvigorated my interest in the, in Warcraft and, uh. Just a cool, I don't know, it brought back a lot of memories because I've been a fan of that series for, oh gosh, uh, 20, yeah, probably close, probably about 20 years, honestly. Um, Thanks. So I guess and for, so from that point, and I guess it's it's this is the difference that we always see when we're just talking about, net, when we make the jokes about Netflixation, you know, I'm just a simpleton. I'm not t- taught to watch a movie good. <laughs> So I can I can take it a little more. It's easier for me to just take it sometimes at face value and just. Hey, it's okay. I like the Mortal. I legitimately like the Mortal Kombat movie. I know it's not like you said. It's not the greatest, but it's entertaining to me, and that goes a long way. Because yeah. I think the worst thing that could have happened in this movie is that it's boring. Like, look at well, that's what everyone complains about with the DC superhero mm-hmm. movies and. Mm-hmm. I mean, superheroes and video games aren't that far away. Uh, side note: the the one Warcraft book I have, Rise of the Horde, is go is on sale on eBay for forty eight dollars or thirty two dollars. <laughs> See, I, so, I'm yeah, pretty sure be... I still have them. I have I have the Last Guardian, I have Day of the Dragon, and I have Lord of the Clans. Um, and like the Lord of the Clans talks kind of like the the rise of Thrall a little bit, and then the Last Guardian. I can't remember. That shows like, kind of tells like what happens in this this movie as well with the with the Medivh and an apprentice and things like that. Um, and those 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 three books as well as a fourth that was only an ebook prior have all been collected and published into a book called I think it's called the Warcraft. Uh, it it I can't remember the exact name, but it's it's been released, like two thousand two thousand six I think that was that was released released like most of these books were published back in 2001 so if you never read them you're not really missing much because they're not like fine reading by any means but for fans of the series it's you know something fun to to dig into because um i just remember the longest time what i was most upset about was like warcraft lord of the clans 
you know, was never going to be released. And that was like that whole adventure game that had the hand-drawn animation set in the Warcraft universe. And that eventually became Warcraft 3. But, um, yeah, I just it was a fun ride. And, and I, I, I was actually, I guess I was actually really surprised, honestly, that I would like it. That I came out of it at the end liking it as much as I did. Um, Will Will seemed to really enjoy it as well. Um, for those, well, you're both wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Michael. And for those of you that like might are, are curious about like the story and the setting, it 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 compare it it does it's a pretty faithful um, adaptation of you know a video game plotline. I, I would consider it to be similar to what you see done in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where it's very it's parallel but not quite exactly the same story that's been told over and over, but it, it does follow extremely Follows the closely. same themes. Yeah. It kind of combined. There's like some, some of the more the, like the, like the main difference I guess would be on the Oryx side instead of having, um, drink, drinking the corrupted, the corrupted blood of a fell demon is what gives them their, this bloodlust and corrupts their minds. It's, you know, just the fell dark just magic. Fell. So kind of different, different twist there, but you know, much carrying out the same, um, story and, and some differences with Cadgar's character and um, um, like the the queen. Uh, I don't know what what is. I can't think of the king Glanes. What's his last name? It's like the queen was never at least this this version. This oh the queen never yeah. had a, a personification like this. So that's kind of new. Lady but his, Taria. Yeah, like but his son is uh, a character still in the series, and I think most people are probably more familiar with. Uh, because this is all you know, the King of Storm one. More people are probably more familiar with the leadership of uh, Lordaeron, which has uh, the I think I want to say Manithil family, and that's of course Arthas was the prince and became king, and then the Lich King and that whole. So, so there, those are the like those are the like the stories I want to see played out. That why I want to see a sequel is to have. I'm more familiar with like the 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 Warcraft two story, but really. Like Warcraft Three is when the game actually kind of had a, more of a focus on a story and a, and a line, you know, a plot line. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to see the Thrall storyline play out, the Arthas, um, all that stuff. So I, I hope, I, I do hope we see more movies and 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 because you know while it wasn't great, it, it does bring give at least some, um, it helps write this horrible sinking ship of movie, uh, video game to movie adaptations. So. True. It's by no means it's by no means a great movie, but I don't th- I don't think it's t- I don't think it's horrible. I don't I I I I can't say if it's worth the if the critics are right or not, but I think it's it's worth passing judgment for yourself. I think it, I, face value. It's it's an it's an it's an entertaining summer movie. It's not it's it's not Lord of the Rings, but it's I think it's a decent. Uh, it's just a it's an overall just a decent fantasy film. We don't really see a whole lot of that, so. Um, I, I do think I do agree what you said though too. I think it could have used just a little more humor injected in there. It did have yeah. a lot more serious tones, but um, kudos to ILM because they did a hell of a job on the special effects and then especially with the 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 characters. I thought you know the orcs really you get a sense of scale and size and weight and from them. Um, I love like the last, like the battle scenes. I do have I do have a little grief with like that final climax. Uh, climactic battle that was over in like two seconds. Yeah, yeah. You know, we... But, <laughs> but, ah, it is what it is. Uh, d- definitely, uh, 
didn't know. I don't think I don't I don't think I knew a whole lot of much about Duratan prior to this. I just knew he was a very much respected leader. I knew he was Thrall's father, and that's why Duratar is named after him. But uh, really cool character. Ogrim Doomhammer has always been one of my my favorite too. But I think we'll see more of him in the second film if 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 and when we get it. So enough about Warcraft. I rambled on enough. Uh, I if I had to give it a score, I guess I. For me, I guess I would put it probably closer to like a, a two and a half and a three. I guess if I had to do a whole number scale, it'd be at a three. But I, I, it was fun for me. So, and that's all that matters. So, enough about that, uh, Lucas. Tell me, tell me, Jeez. what have you been? What have you been doing? If, if anybody's left listening after that, spiel. well, after last week, I had to be <laughs> like, this movie is so bad. <laughs> I had to give, I had to give people the opposite perspective, which I'm still that's amazed true. I had. I'm just glad you got to see the movie because I feel like you deserve to watch it more than anybody that I know of anyway because Mike and I didn't really – I mean, I know Warcraft, but I don't know it like Yeah, anyway, so. I was definitely more into those games than you were back then. Me and John played a crap ton of StarCraft and Warcraft all the time. So Yeah, I, mean, I came I, in about Warcraft 3. So yeah, that. and it was probably hard to enjoy playing that at LANs because God, John, John yeah. would destroy all of us. So yeah. I'm not good at strategic games. I'm always like, hmm, I think I'll build up a pretty nice economy, you know, get some resources. And, uh, and, and struggling rush. By... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh, look, um, and I've got eight SCVs mining this. And, I, oh, I got gas going up. Oh, I'm going to start researching this armor. And there's 18 <laughs> Zerglings destroying yep. everything. It's like, I, it never occurred to me that you could just have 12 barracks all making, you know, soldiers or whatever. I just build one because... What city would have eight barracks in it? You know, that doesn't make any sense logistically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he plays to win, and win yep. he did. Well, let me tell you, you know what? I played a game on my phone, Jason. I played a few games on my phone, oh, but boy. this one is probably one that most people can actually relate to or at least heard of. Uh, Fallout Shelter. Talk about late to the party, I guess. But it, it, the freaking Bethesda conference had it. I'm like, okay, if they're bothering to mention it and actually add more stuff to it, maybe I should finally check it out. When it first came out, I didn't. I had my old phone, which lagged all the time and wasn't worth playing anything on. And so now I was like, oh, you know what? Shoot, I should check it out. And I won't go into too much detail, but what it is is it's kind of a you build your own Fallout shelter, and what you're doing is you're basically trying to gather um, dwellers to live in the shelter and put them to work to provide water, electricity for the rooms that you build and food. And then you're mm-hmm, also like mm-hmm. sending people out into the wasteland to gather weapons and stuff. Cause sometimes raiders will attack or you'll have a rad roach infestation. That'll just happen out of nowhere. So it's, it's kind of a strategic base building game, I guess, but there's no real defense. Like there's no defensive units or anything they just you just equip them with weapons and they'll fight whatever show up in the room and i don't know it's it's an okay game it's not like super addictive but i do end up checking it every once in a while because you have to physically collect from the rooms the resources they produce so electricity uh it's on a timer of course cuz it's a mobile game so you know 2 minutes it takes two minutes to make electricity that you could collect, and then you just tap on the room, 
and it goes into your resource pool or whatever. So how much do you have to pay to speed it up? <laughs> nothing. You actually can it's called rushing for free. And mm-hmm. you actually get bonuses for doing that. However, there is a chance that the room might catch fire or some other uh, bad thing might happen. And you get you get those uh, resources if it succeeds. If it fails, it resets the counter, unfortunately. So I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be doing. I kind of feel like I'm just in a cycle of expansion and like that's kind of the, the game. But just to unlock more stuff. But I don't know. It's a it's a nice time killer and the time commitment. I can check in for a couple minutes and then check out and just let it set for a few hours and then check back in every once in a while. So it is it is a well-made game. I mean, it is made by um, Bethesda and probably some other folks who know mobile gaming. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's a nice little time waster. Uh, as far as that's pretty much the only game I play, I did bounce around on the Rift a little bit. I've been... Um, using my glasses with it, unfortunately, which is a pain in the ass, but I did get it to work a little bit better. Now that it's kind of broken in and isn't so stiff, I can um, fit my glasses into the rift a little bit easier and it doesn't fog up and stuff as bad. Still not great, but um, it's about the only way I can use it right now. So, um, so really that's the only, I haven't really played any major game that I can, I can really talk about. So I'm going to move on to uh, television and movies. And this is something that my wife and I have been working on for quite some time. Uh, the into- Basically, I think we started at season, we had already seen season one and two, maybe three. So around season three or four, all the way to the most current season, which is 10 of Face Off on Sci-Fi. The uh, show where they apply makeups. It's so people. funny because I was you. You first. You're the first person that told me about that, and then you kind of stopped watching it. And then I, Justin, and I were watching it, and now that we don't watch anymore, now you, you pick back up the torch. <laughs> yes, it's. Uh, I really, as far as uh, reality TV goes, it's the most, um, like stays on point as far as what its business is. It's about the artists. It's about the stuff they create. And it's about the challenges. It's not about, you know, we don't see a 30 minute section of them sitting at the wherever they stay and getting in fights or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate that. Uh, the, just the stuff they make, you know, it's just amazing. Um, and I always wonder, yeah. I, I bet you it doesn't look I bet. It, well, it probably doesn't look half as good on TV as it does in real life. You know what I mean? I bet there is some quality lost to having it filmed. Because you can't see every little like when they talk about the spattering of the paint and how they break it up really nice and everything, it, it you you don't get to see all of that unfortunately unless you were standing there in person two feet away from it or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, we really enjoyed it. I did kind of find it. I, I found it hard to root for anyone after probably season seven. I, I just kind of I didn't really care for most anybody after that season. I don't know why. Maybe they just had a bunch of people I didn't really care for, but. Um, the last one was okay. I, I do enjoy that they have been starting to actually make some of the last challenges be movie based because it seems like a lot of people want to get into movies. So they'll, you know, do little short movies where they have to make a monster and somebody who's infected with something or whatever. And each one has to, each contestant finale, uh, final contestant has to do something like that, which makes more sense to me than like, 
uh, apply two makeups and then they have to do a dance and make sure that it doesn't fly off or whatever, which is still cool to see, but it doesn't seem like it applies as directly as that does. But I do, I do like watching it because it's like the director would never talk to the makeup person the way that they're talking right now. It's, but since it's, you know, for the TV show, it's more about that makeup and stuff. So they're going to bend the rules a little bit, but all I'm thinking is, oh, they're breaking protocol. You're not supposed to talk to the director, but um, <laughs> who are the uh, yeah. judges? Who are the judges right now? I'm sure it's still Glenn and uh, uh, just V Neil yeah. still on there too. V Neil, yeah, Glenn Hattrick, V Neil, Hattrick, and um, V Neil, uh, who was replaced for a brief moment, uh, a brief season by some um, English lady. I oh, with short hair, name. yeah, yeah, gray hair, yeah, and then yep. um, I like her too. It's a guy with oh, a gosh. glasses. Neville. Neville Page. Yeah, Neville Page, yeah. Name. And then they have the fourth, the judge. The fourth judge is usually some. Um, yeah, because he used to have, uh, what was his name, Patrick Tatopoulos used to be on. Used to be yeah, judge, and he then, was on for about three or four seasons, I think. Yeah, and then once he, he left to go do, what was the movie he was doing at the time? I want to say it was um, Total Recall, I think. And I then, thought it was um, one of the. Or was it Neville that did? Maybe vampires. Neville did. Total Recall, I can't remember. And then after that, yeah, he's never he he's kind of kind of guest judge here here and there a couple times. But hmm. I will say that um, Neville Page, I swear, every judging round, he he will say the word forms. He will say something about forms every time because he's like he's a character artist. He doesn't like craft any of like the applications. He just makes creatures and then other people go make what he drew or sculpted or Mm -hmm. whatever. So he's always like, there's some interesting forms happening in this region here in the face and, and stuff like that. So it's almost like a drinking game because he says it so often. It just makes me laugh, but yeah, I really enjoy it. It's definitely one of my top reality shows and it's kind of fills that niche of artistry and creativeness and, um, movie making so really a lot of talent i've always wondered how well i would do something like that but i would not i don't it's it's a nice thing for the people who are on there because i can't imagine how much money it must cost a single person to go through that amount of clay and the paint that they have to buy and all that other stuff that's normally provided for the or that is provided for them by the show well it's just nice to to, to give a little more appreciation to something like that that doesn't really get shown much in terms of yeah. you know movie production, I also really, I mean, very similar to this. I mean, it was on Sci-Fi as well. Was the they had the uh, basically the same thing, but with people manufacturing for for the uh, the Muppet. Uh, for well, gosh, what the hell is the name of um, what is the uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop? Oh, okay. And they, was, it was the was same like, thing. I think you, I think but... that only had one season, but the same you know same oh. exact principle. They had to go in there and create different creatures each week and then you know whoever actually won got was i don't i think i think they actually would be offered a job at the creature shop so um really cool really cool stuff nice yeah i really enjoy those um those types of shows the the creative even cooking or anything like that anything where there's like challenges and stuff and it's not just like Let's throw seven wacky people in a house and see what happens or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, we, we 
it took us a few months, but we we finished it. And now we got to find something else to watch, unfortunately, because that that was the thing. It was always like probably one or two episodes yeah. of that every night. So. Have Have you watched the Battle of the Bastards yet? No, the newest Game the of Thrones, of the, the newest Game of Thrones oh, okay. episode. No, no. Oh no. We, my uh, gosh, we were too we were too tired on Sunday, just obliterated, and so we didn't have a chance yet. But I heard, I heard it was pretty good. So well, they've all been pretty good. Silicon but Valley. I did I did watch. I was gonna say I did watch the newest Silicon Valley yeah. though. I was but... I was a couple episodes behind on that. I got I got caught up today. So oh good good yeah. Well I I watched it. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say buy you one of those jackets. Demo. Oh, thank God. <laughs> hey, you work at Pied Piper? Why, yes, I do. Um, and lastly, I told you I was watching this because I was like, oh, shit, that's that's right. That came out, and I wanted to check it out. Uh, Netflix's Voltron, the the new one, the new one that they DreamWorks, uh, I believe, produced mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, I was like, I forgot about that. I was like, oh, this sh- should be good. DreamWorks usually does pretty solid work. And I watched it, and sure enough, it is... It's got human. I'm not a very big anime person anymore. I never really was, but I had more of a tolerance for it when I was younger. Now I find it to be kind of, I don't know. It just there's a lot of tropes in anime that annoy me. But this didn't yeah. really have any of that. I mean, a little bit, but it was more along the kids show side of things. But it wasn't as kitty as I thought it was going to be. Uh, there, there are solid jokes. Each character is pretty funny. Um, they, they have a really good rapport between each other for being voice acting and everything. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the first episode was an hour long, which was fine. I just wasn't, I didn't think it would be being kind of a kid's show, but, um, it, I don't know if every episode is that long. I've only watched the first one, but it, it stands up as a, as a one episode thing. Like I, I watched it and I was like, Oh cool. You know, I, I want to watch more, but yeah, it was funny. The animation's good, nice and clean looking. And, uh, I didn't think there was anything inappropriate for younger audiences either. So, um, I'm interested to check it out more. So if anybody's looking, thinking about, you know, looking at Voltron and, and seeing if it's worth it, if it's on your list already, I would say check it out because at the very least it was funny and entertaining. So was not expecting that at all, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. So, uh, I also saw, uh, who was it? Somebody had said that they were checking, maybe it was Graham that said they were, they, he was checking out, um, space dandy, <laughs> which, uh, made me laugh because that, that's a really weird ass, um, anime that actually kind of stole my heart a little bit. So. Well, I also watched space pirate, captain Harlock. Ugh, talk about things that take themselves too seriously. <laughs> I'm super anime guy. <laughs> I'm an initial D. Sosuke Nando. Cheeky, cheeky Nandos? Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much all I did, man. That was that that was what I could uh, fit in to my busy schedule, my friend. Perfect. Perfect. Flawless victory. Yes, that too. Fatality. Fatality. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, good. That uh, not we've we've uh, droned on about our ourselves for an hour practically. Yes. Let's do Sorry. let's do some let's do some interesting stuff for people. Let's do. What's that sound? Oh, oh, mm. oh, oh! You know, Man. I did it early, but do you want to throw it in? Do you want to throw it in? Because I feel like it's kind of appropriate at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's been long enough. All right, it's been. 
too damn long. There's a bear. Right. Why? Well, you know, it's happening because I already spun the wheel. Yeah, you already spun the wheel. You once. can't stop it. Otherwise, I have to I have to pay to reset it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a cooldown and all that stuff. So, well, we got lucky number 19, Jason. I was hoping it'd be number 10. Ooh, well, the what we have is Golden Sun. Let me. Why don't you explain that? I'm gonna see what number ten is. <laughs> All right, Golden Sun. We have Village Beautification oh, in five four. Uh, number ten, by the way, would have been Lucra, the uh, awesome Metroid mix previously from uh, previous week. Uh, anyway, Village Beautification in five four. It's from Golden Sun, released on the GBA in two thousand one by Nintendo. Our remixer is Patrick Burns. And uh, this is the song called Happy Towns. So we are going to play this remix now. And if you like it, you should check out osailremix.org for more remixes. Okay, go.
now you've had your remix, you've had your break. Let's do news of the week. Dateline NBC. Oh, it's kind of like my huh, anime news. Anime news. Can you believe oh. this is the news of the week for games? Huh. <laughs> uh, starting off. What do we got? Our top story is Zelda Breath of the Wild. All aboard the hype train. Toot toot. Fe- our featured article pulls from Destructoid, and yes. it, uh, this was the what uh, Jordan Devereaux was the author, and that was his personal game of the show. I know it also won IGN's game of the show. Um, it's a good looking game. There's now, just it, a lot in here that he describes that if you don't get a chance to play it, which obviously. I'm not going to get a chance to play it. He just, he just, uh, a couple paragraphs down is when he gets into some of the interesting stuff. And I was, I was reading it and I was just like, oh my God, that sounds awesome. Well, you can, you can buy an NX and play it on that. Yeah. Or by that, at that point in time, a Wii U probably be like 50 bucks. So (laughs) no, did they mention in this at all that it, it's come to come. It, they've uh, broken the story on it as well, or at least revealed that the reason that it had been delayed. Um, well, I guess part of the, a couple of things it had been delayed so it could release with NX, but also part of the reason the game's been in development so long is because of the. Uh, well, what engine am I want to? I want to say the. Uh, not just the graphics engine, but uh, gosh, help me out here. The um, the. Physics, the physics oh, engine. Okay. Because with the Wii U, like particularly, I'm like you, people always talk about the, all the blades of grass moving and stuff like that. Because for whatever mm-hmm. reason, this game doesn't just use; um, it does a lot of the processing and stuff is done on the GPU of the system and not just the CPU. So it took oh. a long time for them to um, get that coded and working, I guess, the proper way. So I think otherwise, you would have seen this. Because um, I think they actually, they were kind of, they made talks about this a long, 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 quite a ways back. But I think that's the reason why you see su- such the reasons for this delay. And it's it's too bad that it's that probably that um, technology for building games on this system has been probably g- getting really pushed out so late in the, the console's life cycle. Because it could probably really help other developers really, you know, get a little more out of the system earlier on. Mm-hmm. But that uh, it is what it is. That's um, unfortunate of the the Wii U, but um, yeah, very much looking forward to this game coming out. It looks to be amazing. Yeah, check this article out. He just talks about uh, basically to sum it up. He he had a playthrough, and then he was walking past other people, and he was like, "Man, they're doing other things that I didn't even." And he played for a good chunk of time, but uh i think he said somewhere in here he didn't even have he didn't even get to the part where you get a horse and there were people doing other things that he didn't even have a chance to experience or didn't even think of doing so um it just sounds like there's a lot to do in this in this game and a lot to do and just a lot you're able to do oh and i did want to read i did want to read um uh there was a part that he talked about where he was talking about how, like, games when he was a kid. Um, oh, right here. It brought me back to the 
to the way I saw my favorite games as a kid. Back then, my Im- imagination made everything seem bigger and more exciting than it actually was. Technology has caught up. In Zelda's case, it really is that big. It really is that exciting. Which, I know that feeling. Like, I remember... I'm always like, man, why can't gaming be like when I was 12? But your imagination has a really big part to play in that. And, of course, you know, thinking back to the properties of that time, you know, Mm -hmm. you kind of have those rose tinted glasses on right now, but, uh, yeah, you know, that sounds, that's a really good way of putting it. And that definitely got me intrigued. I was like, damn, that that's pretty lofty words as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, just sounds awesome. It's going to be awesome. Amazing. (laughs) And our runners up, uh, mighty number nine is meh. Uh, some of the reviews are coming out, and they're all pretty much right around the fifty percent mark. Um, Neil Gaff has a, a thread here as well. I'll just run through. Um, Metacritic is at sixty. Open Critic is fifty-eight. IGN's five point six. The Jim Inquisition a four out of ten. Gamespot five out of ten. Destructoid six and a half out of ten. Xbox achievements fifty-five. So. Pretty much right along the you know the fifty to sixty mark, and remember that that game got like four million dollars on Kickstarter. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we we had to include this after after having talked about it, how it was delayed and how it got announced and it was on Kickstarter. Yeah, the end is just you know just kind yeah. of petered out, and yeah, that was that. I did see there also is a kind of a behind the scenes documentary that they did at the beginning of the project. And it sounds like they had a lot of, um, I didn't watch it yet, but it sounds like they had a lot of ideas and things could have been, could have turned out a little bit differently than they did. So I don't know how differently, but maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. I don't know why it turned out so bad, but yeah, that's game development. Yeah, and that's too bad because you know what? Uh, you know, we've always, uh, always talked on here how much we both enjoy Mega Man, and you would think this would be a home run for us, a spiritual successor, having elements of the Mega Man series, the whole boss stealing mechanic. But I have, I don't, I don't have any desire to ever play this game. I think, I think the only way that's going to happen is if it's like on a humble bundle <laughs> somewhere down the road, and I get it for yeah. like a dollar or something. You Which know? I could see that now. I mean, I. I have a feeling that might be the case soon. Ah, oh, poor KJ and Flinny. But that's what happens when a game gets delayed multiple times and it just falls apart. Falls apart. And our last runner-up is uh, <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil 2 is even more beyond. Um, I, I've seen a couple articles on this. The first one was just mentioning that you know the game's in development, but Kotaku has a list as a published timeline of how many times Ubisoft has said Beyond Good, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still happening, um, which ranges from May 15th, 2008, and 2010, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2012, 2013, 2013, 14, 14, 15, 16, and uh, June, June 13th of this year, E3. It's still on the way. It's something at one point you will see. Yes. Okay, great. That, that's, that, that's awesome. And that's from... Uh, how do you how do you pronounce his first name? Eves. Eves Guillermo. Eves Guillermo. Eves Who's, Guillermo. Uh, he's like what, he's like the head of Ubisoft, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. Um, so we've been I, strung along for eight years, Jason. 
it's like it's kind of like uh, as much as I'd love to see this game, it, it's gone into the same category for me as uh, Half Life Three. It, I just I don't care yeah. anymore, you know. And, and at some forever. point, when a game gets delayed this long, yeah, exactly. Duke Nukem Forever, you're gonna have to rebuild it because it's gonna be so out of date for the tech the tech that it was originally built on. Yeah, well, and like I said, I heard something about him working on Michael Anthel, who was the original kind of mm-hmm. creative force behind the first one, is working on two other games, which, to me, I kind of feel like, you know, get the sequel out and strike the iron when it's hot and then work on your two original products. But whatever, I guess. I mean, <laughs> what do I know? I just i am on a podcast. All right. Well, it's our job to know everything. Um, you know, and and many people say, well, the first game came out and it, it failed horribly, and, and that's true as from a, a monetary standpoint. But if if you haven't had the chance to experience it, man, it's. I think that game far outshines what it was originally. You know, originally it had done. It's a yeah holds great, up pretty well too. Great story, fantastic story. Um, but there you go. That's a runner-up. So how about we move on to movies and television? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lucas, that's your jam. Okay. Yeah, speaking of jams. So uh, I don't know if this is – I don't know how fresh, funky fresh this news is, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, otherwise this known as the second movie, has an official synopsis now. Um, so curious – to know kind of where where they're headed next um here here's a little breakdown of what it is i i don't think there's any like serious spoilers at this point that would be really mm-hmm. that would be crazy soon but um set to the backdrop of awesome mixtape number two which he finds didn't didn't he get at the end of the first movie um I believe he has that actual physical tape, mixtape number two. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yep, he finds that. Like, he finally opens that gift that his mom had given him. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what, what it was. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 continues the team's adventures as they, sh- as they traverse the outer reaches of the cosmos. The Guardians must fight to keep their newfound family together as they unravel the mysteries of Peter Quill's true parentage. Uh, old foes become new allies and fan favorite characters from the classic comics will come to our hero's aid as the Marvel cinematic universe continues to expand, which I think means that that blue guy that, um, is Daryl's brother is going to, is going to be oh, in it again. I'm Michael, guessing. Michael Roker. Or... Yeah. Um, so yeah, Roker, now I, th- I like that. yeah, I, I knew what you were getting at. Um, so yeah, it sounds like we will, kind of explore more of the, the past that was sort of hinted at, I believe in the first one and maybe find out who is, who is daddy is. So, um, it's snake. Plissken, are you excited right? for this? Yeah. Uh, snake? yeah. Guardians, guardians is probably my gosh. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely my top three Marvel films, possibly my top two, two, um, most importantly, I'm just kind of interested to see how they're going to bring that world together with the other worlds of the cinematic universe when we have like the big Infinity War um, playing out. But right. um, I, I like sci-fi, and it's comic book and sci-fi, and it was done well. So it's true. Yeah, it is going to be a little weird to see uh, Rocket Raccoon, you know, charging in next to Spider-Man or something. I. I 
I'm curious to see what if they just bring everybody or I mean you got to bring everybody right you got to bring, bring everybody them. into it bring everybody bring it on um so we got a couple run runners up runner ups is uh, Warcraft we we kind of hinted at this earlier Warcraft is the highest grossing video game adaptation worldwide and it just killed in China um oh damn this thing did not link correctly but uh, anyways <laughs> so yeah I mean. Regardless of what you think about it, what I think, what anybody thinks, it made a ton of money. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty much the most important thing, yeah. unfortunately. It, now, it did have, I know here, I don't know if this was globally, but at least I know stateside, it had like a 76% drop off in week two sales compared to week one. So, oh, okay. it had a big decline, but I mean, it's still, it's, yeah, still the highest grossing video game film. But I heard it had to make, I had to, I can't remember what the, I feel like it had to hit somewhere around four hundred and something million to break even, though. Um, so that, oh, I think wow. that I think that's figuring in that counts, and you know, not just the, the actual film budget, but I'm assuming that has to do with something with marketing and all the other expenses. But I can't remember where that yeah. is, so I can't quote it too much. But it seems weird though when it has, you know, a film a film has a budget of hundred and something thousand, but then it's already made, you know, you you know, you think when oh it's made two hundred fifty three hundred, it's already made money then, but. Uh, I'm hopeful that we see because I know Duncan Jones even was this was interviews from years back he already was hopeful he'd make you know get to make a second and a third film so I hope that's the case I want to see I want to see the Burning Legion I want to see Thrall I want to see the the undead what else I want it all well if it continues to do this well you shall receive it good my good friend um and then you point you show this to me. Um, not much to really talk about, but go check out this trailer. It is for an HBO series called Westworld. Yep. Looks like a sci-fi kind of. It's a uh, remake of a, a movie. Chiller. Like I think it was from the, oh, okay. uh, yeah. Michael Crichton movie, uh, 1973 have the same name. Ah, and, I mean, okay. look at that, that cop, the... the casting, Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris, Evan Rachel Wood, James Marsden, Jeffrey yeah. Wright. I mean. There's so some star power behind yeah. it. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of set in the future where there's like this, um, in the original film, it was like it was like this Wild West world that you could live in, but where everyone else was played by, they were like robots or androids or whatever, and you could act out your fantasies. And just that scene, that whole, I wanted to meet my maker. Whew. It's going to be good. And all those weird bodies that are like hitting the really... floor. Yes, that are they're they're all like chalk white and creepy looking. Uh, the, yeah, those are uh, some type of Native Americans, I think. So no, in the sci-fi be. world. Oh, I oh I haven't seen. Oh, I think that's like the the <laughs> okay. That's like the holding. I think it's the users or something. Yeah, the users are like it's the holding station for like the androids. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Looks good though. What's the ones that come out? This, uh... uh, I just. I see no dates uh, later this year. That's all it says. So within okay. 2016. Oh, October it looks like. Premier okay. October. So. Uh yeah, check it out. I you showed it to me and I thought it looked cool. It's going to so. be cool. And um, yeah. Yeah, the tech tech roundup the uh, news of the week. Yeah. Some well. c- couple of quick things, but I thought this first one looked pretty cool. 
Uh, top story, paging Dr. Google from CNET. Uh, Google plays doctor by identifying your medical system. Symptoms, great. Now Google can tell me I have cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything is cancer. Uh, update to Google's mobile app and website lets you search for symptoms and receive a list of possible conditions and other details. So, yeah, um, you can say things like, my stomach hurts, and it will say, you have stomach cancer. <laughs> Everything say, is cancer. You say my eye itches. Uh, you have lung cancer. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Maybe it'll and, like troll you and be like, we'll get your finger out of it or, or something. And our our runner-up is the robot dinosaur cosplay was one of the stars of E3. And I think that was from uh, what uh, whatever Zero Dawn? Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, which looked like a really cool game demo, but there was like, like you know, it's all the rage for like dinosaur suits now. You get that person in like the black... Um, black suit underneath this like a puppeted full body dinosaur that they operate yeah which they do like it's a cool um cool aesthetic a really cool look but i did see that walk around e3 and i thought like oh man that looks cool so um I wonder how heavy it is has some more behind the scenes about that and there's some trailers for the game playstation exclusive who the hell cares you and me and oh, many people out okay. there okay Mm-hmm. Is it time? It is. Play that music. I want to hear it. Oh, okay. I didn't. Here we go. I should write lyrics to this. Netflixation. It's our movie time, and we talk about it. Something, something. Da, 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 da. We watch movies. One of us likes that, the other one doesn't, and then we fight, but we're friends, so we make up, and we watch movies, because it's Netflix Asian. <laughs> now, I, I like remember it. that, so we can repeat it next time. I will. Those are official lyrics. <sighs> Perfect. Uh, that's right. Netflix Asian. This is the part of the show we feature periodically where we pick a movie, we watch it, we talk about it, and one of these days... We'll get some people like you to watch it along with us. But no, today, I keep picking ones like this. <laughs> today is not that day. For uh, this past week, well, I guess past month or whenever we had said, we, I had selected Goodbye World, and Netflix mm-hmm. described it as this. After the world's energy grid suddenly fails, some longtime friends find their way to a self-sufficient compound in Northern California. First off, Lucas, yeah. accurate description. Uh, if you want to be incredibly vague, it's like saying, uh, like Walking Dead, um, some survivors survive in a world that is violent. <laughs> By compound, they meant Buddy's ranch yeah, house. they mean and, a house. <laughs> uh, so as usual, the Netflix description's not really close off. It's not very, it's like a robot wrote it. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just not clever. Yeah. At all. So at the start of the film, we, you know, you, you do see that something happens, and the all the the at least as far as you know, just the United States uh, back end systems are failing. So a lot of uh, public works are close. Like you know, we're losing public services are shutting down. We're losing power, losing this, losing that. So people are escaping. Um, their lives. I don't think it really says so much how these these friends all knew to come there, you know. Or they, they no, you know. Like so, one friend, two friends used to be business partners, and then they had this 
this ranch house, this house, and then they had a falling out. The company kind of they sold off the company too, and the the one friend went with his his take of that. He you know took this house, and it was pretty much a self sufficient property in that that it had you know solar power and they had they grew their own a lot of their own food and then kind of lived off the land type they were up was it and was it in northern california or were they up in like oregon i can't remember where exactly um, well the, oh, oh it says northern the california description, description, says, so. yeah uh, that's what i was just gonna say yeah and so you know fr- other friends show up from the different walks of life different experiences and then you of course have the typical kind of somewhat cliche altercations that take place in any apocalyptic God, type yes. of setting. So uh, that's the gist of the plot. Let's do with nice. what we liked. Um, I I liked the um, initial, I guess I can say, uh, some of the stuff we did see with When Society Breaks Down, some of that. Like the um, initial draw at the beginning. Yeah, the initial draw, or then like some of the conflict we saw, like when they had to go pick up some more supplies from the store, oh, yeah, and we yeah, see like right. you know these bike, these bike group of bikers are kind of running, running things, and like what was left <laughs> in the the small little um, grocery store was yeah, like it's a little show. <laughs> they were charging astronomical prices for, um, astronomical prices as well. Um, that's the sar- that that part will actually carry into my dislikes as well. <laughs> Excellent, but um. So that and and I like I think it did a, a good job of portraying these these people as as friends. You know, there was they all had like a uh, there was a, a a story, a history to these people and their relationships. But even though if a lot of it was just on the surface, um, I don't think they did in the same way. Didn't do a, a great job of exploring some of that. And um, I like the house. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that house <laughs> but, was. Um, not, they call it a shanty, but I'm like, damn, it's nicer than my house. Yeah, but. I mean, beyond that, I mean, I'm being kind of vague here on purpose, but that's that was pretty much it for me. I mean, what about you, Luke? Okay. Well, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty well acted, co- considering what the actors had to work with. Um, you know, there were some there were some lines that were pretty awful, but we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, everything else, even though, like you said, it was kind of on the surface, considering what it is, if it was not acted by fairly confident or competent actors and actresses, I felt like it could have been way, way worse. Um, as far as just the, just the way that the characters interact with each other. Um, and then I actually, as far as the way that it looks and, um, kind of the way that the story is presented, I thought it did a fairly well job. Um, of not only just maintaining a, a decent pace, it definitely was more interesting for me at the beginning. I was like, okay, let's see what's going on here. And then it kind of, I don't know, there were some weird tonal shifts throughout the movie. A lot mm-hmm. of the time, like first I thought it was going to be super serious and then it was kind of like not really that serious. And then it kind of shifted back into seriousness and just kind of kept going back and forth, but never really settled on one or the other. Um, but overall, I thought it looked good. It sounded good, and uh, yeah, it was mostly presented in a in a um, understandable manner as far as the storytelling goes. So that's pretty that's pretty much what I what I um, got out of this movie mostly. <laughs> uh, let's talk about what we dislike. Yeah. Jason, what did you dislike well, about this movie? I know dislike, you have one it, thing. It, it goes right into the the 
like the the tropes of a of a post apocalyptic film. Boy, does it! And it, which immediately means um, sexual exploitation of women, because um, apparently that's the first thing that happens is that the men just turn to rapists and <laughs> and, and I, I, I mean games. and we haven't we I mean. As a society, we haven't experienced this, so it could very well be accurate. I'm sure there would be people that, that you know, assholes out there that would, you know, immediately do these sort of things. But like, you know, I you get that, and I I thought it did a once there was a threat that showed up, then I then all of a sudden the threat's just gone, which made no sense to me. Like you know, we there's this, these two soldier, soldiers that show up, and mm-hmm. um, they want to stay there in the house, but you know, these people are you know they're some of them involved in Washington, but at least they're all pretty well, well versed on their rights as citizens and what the actual constitution states. And they know they don't have to provide any quarter to these soldiers just because of what's going on. And they, you know, turn them away. But, you know, with people with guns and I don't think that, you know, I think they would immediately come back, you know, they wouldn't have, have waited as long as they did to, to, to come back to the, and become a, a thorn in the side of our, of our, our heroes, so to speak. Yeah. Um. In the, while it does explain the behavior, um, because of the, the issues with the the relationship between her and her husband, I could not stand the the main wife very much at all. I mean, just Lily. Yeah, I just oh, like she was uh, like party girl for some yeah, reason. Yeah, you're, it's like you're a mom, <laughs> and you you find it you, and then it does give you this vague like oh you know they're their marriage hasn't been the same and he only cares about the daughter and this and that. But I just like, I just, some of the, the actions that she takes throughout the film really, um, really just drone on me. Um, I fully expected like a character to die. Um, but we didn't see yeah. that. And I thought it, it was really weird too, how the, the one, the one wife, when it, when it becomes very clear that the one husband still has feelings for his ex-girlfriend who was Lily, um, and acts on them. And his wife, his his wife leaves him. That she just runs off with the one guy on the motorcycle, and off the, <laughs> yeah. you know, off, leaves her car there. Off they go. Um, so I I don't know. There's some of the tonal. There's definitely some tonal things here that, and then some little twists that the plot takes that I just thought were kind of dumb. But um, yeah, that's 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 enough for me now. Okay. There's a lot of dumb in this movie. I will try. I will try my hardest to get everything out. Well, not everything, but my most egregious offenses and um, keep them short and simple. But there's a lot to talk about. I I do think I, I'm fine with the way that everybody was acting as far as like the emergency goes and the fall of mm-hmm. civilization or whatever. And I know why what is I know what was happening, but I, do, I feel like it, it immediately turned into, well, to reference something from earlier, the walking dead, it's kind of like without any actual real danger. Anyways, I feel like, yeah, yeah, there would be people who are taking advantage of things, but like they talked about how they ran the sheriff out and stuff. Like who are these people? Yeah. Yeah. It says like the bikers ran the sheriff's out, but yeah. How does that happen? (laughs) Don't they have, Regardless of how many They're, guns the bikers have, doesn't the sheriff have <laughs> equally, if not more, weapons at their disposal? There's only one cop, and he was a sheriff, and uh, he was on a horse, and so he was screwed, basically. Yeah, I don't – it really – the idea that within – I feel like this should have been happening within 
a span of like six months. Because if you're talking about like there's a self-sufficient compound, who cares if the story happens in a week? Like, so yeah, I'm not. It, it, I'm not gonna. If I hear about something like this, I'm not going to immediately seek refuge out in the woods. If I could wait to see if this whole thing blows over, was that uh, was that one sheriff played by Don Knotts? There must have been the <laughs> oh, why. Better... <laughs> oh, that was a terrible impression, but yes, I think so. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, like the characters' motivations for the things that were written into their backgrounds, as far as the way the characters interacted with each other, and just their their problems with each other were so surface related. They were like all one dimensional characters. It was so weird. It was like they they didn't spend time on any one character's issues to make me care about any of the characters' issues. You yeah. had the guy who set off the the virus who was gonna kill himself, but then yeah, they kind of like then, but then he shows up off. he shows up like near death too, and yeah, they don't explain yeah. why so much except is it guilt because of what happened that you don't know and Then he's like, Oh, I was gonna kill myself, but then I didn't because I heard something was happening and yeah. I was like, Oh, I didn't mean, and then like the problems between their relationship, uh, the two quote unquote main characters, um, mm-hmm. just seemed contrived. Like it was like, Oh, we have to have the two main characters fight. And just uh, another day at Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, they even referenced it, that at some point, um, checking something on Facebook. I was just like, ugh, really? Um, also, the secret to surviving the apocalypse is having a bunch of cannabis. A shitload of... You have a separate greenhouse. They were, let's face they had a lot of stuff growing around their house, and then they had a separate greenhouse specifically for weed. It's like... that, And that's another thing that bothers me, is I feel like it's like, oh, here's a bunch of young people... It's the end of the world. What are they going to do? Drink all the time? And I, I wouldn't say that they go overboard as far as their actions, but they do. Almost everyone has a beer at some point in their hand. They even mm-hmm. have a tap in their kitchen. Yeah, um, I guess that was that was another complaint I had to is like, like in this time of chaos and you don't know what's going on. I don't think I would just be getting trash constantly. Like they're constantly yeah. getting hammered and stoned and. Um, I mean, I, I get that, you know, you think the world's going to end type of thing, but I'd also, especially after I had two soldiers just, you know, threaten us, threaten. I, you know, yeah. I might want to have my wits about me more, but don't worry. I, I'm that we had the, 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 the friend made the, the security device out of a baby monitor. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. The doesn't explain how that's going to work so much or help, but. Oh, you, dude, you could make one right now. I got a baby monitor. Just throw out, make it a security device and. You know, it will automatically shoot people when they cross a line and we don't need explanations as to why these things work. Yeah. Okay. So the the um, yeah, that stuff, just the the on the surface explanation for anything. And it's just like, well, that's that. And just these people getting drunk and like all of the characters just did whatever they they had their stances on things. But at some point they just ended up kind of all amalgamating into just a group of annoying people <laughs> that I yeah. don't want to be around. Um, so yeah, the people the the characters kind of annoyed me. 
the whole idea. Well, and the fact that the world is ending just because we all lost power and everything. I mean, I'm sure like across the pond, everything's fine. Like if America got attacked, that's not the end of the world. I mean, it is for them, but, or as far as they're concerned, but it's not the end of the world. It's the end of, um, I don't know, logging on and checking your Facebook whenever you feel like it. So that that also makes it not seem as bad as they're making it sound like it is. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, those were the major things. Just just the whole idea of this thing seems very. I feel like somebody ripped the soul out of this movie, and what's left is just kind of like, oh, we need the main characters to fight. Why don't they have the stereotypical, um. Uh, husband is no longer interested in their family, even though I don't really understand why he wouldn't be. Why would you move into a self-sufficient compound with a wife that you had no interest in? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just very basic reasons for all of these things born out of convenience instead of story and character. So, oh, and finally, when they started, there are some messages in this movie that they clearly wanted to relate to the audience. Like, like you were talking about when they're quoting the bill of rights and the constitution and stuff. I was, I was waiting for a gun argument to, to uh, break out any moment about, you know, assault rifles and in the NRA and everything, because it was so like everything else was okay. And then whenever there was um, like the army of course is bad. Why, why would, why wouldn't the army be bad? I have a hard time Mm -hmm. believing that in the, in, in a situation like this, suddenly there's going to be soldiers who just act like dicks and are unchecked and can just go do whatever they want. I thought they were going to be imposters. That's where I thought they were headed. Cause I was like, this is completely unbelievable. Um, yeah. So just, I don't know, just the, just the whole that whole thing just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So with their, the lines that they spewed that were just so robotic sounding, but uh, I don't know. I, that's pretty close to a nitpick. Why don't we just kind of merge into that? That's a, that's a pretty close to a nitpick, but it it annoyed me personally enough Mm -hmm. that I, I'm going to call it a dislike. Did you have any nitpicks for this movie? Anything that Uh, bugged you, but wasn't a deal breaker? Um, not so much that um, I hadn't already mentioned. I don't think I, I am surprised though how many like actors or people I haven't seen from since anything else that showed up in here. Like um, you had Gabby Hoffman that I really haven't seen since you know like uh, well what was she she had a was she in Apollo thirteen? I remember she plays Tom Hanks's daughter in that, but you know she was in Sleepless in Seattle and then. The one, the kid that, the guy that was, uh, that had, was that like the activist that, you know, went to jail or whatever. And now he's just like the public speaker. Mm-hmm. I, I know I've seen him in something else, but he, the biggest role I remember him from, he was in the Nickelodeon movie Snow Day. Um, <laughs> well, he was in another Netflixation, 13 that's Sins. What, that's right. I knew I'd seen him in something else recently. And then, you know, everybody else kind of pops up here and there, but I don't know. I, I, I had added this movie at the same time as another one that's no longer available that I didn't get a chance to watch called How I Live Now, 
which was again. Oh another, yeah, I had that one too. Uh, yeah, another apocalyptic. You know, kind of you go around at the same time and add you know similar things. So I, I didn't get a chance to watch that, but um, took me forever to get around to watching this one. And well, I guess I didn't really miss out on a whole, on a whole lot. Uh, we did have a one IMDb fun fact, which I guess was actually a goof. Uh, yeah. there's a scene uh, when Laura is showing Hannah. Uh, Laura it was the the character that um she was uh some sort of uh uh an assistant to a politician type thing. Anyway, uh, um she's showing Hannah, who is the little girl, and Leave the guy that started the whole thing, how to start a fire. She places the burning kindling into the fire ring. As Hannah and Leave clap, you can see that the large log on the left is already burning with embers. Continuity. Whoop, whoop. You watched the movie good. <laughs> well, I um, did, but, but someone in IMDb Somebody did. did. Yeah. That's, um... I wonder if they had to film that scene so many times that at some point somebody would just forgot to... Forgot. I, I need to reset the fire on the log. No. That would be... I've never had to work on set with fire, but that would be really annoying because it's kind of like... You know, if you're if you're setting something on fire, that means you have to extinguish it, reset it to look like it never lit on fire. That'd just be a lot of work. Ugh. Now, technically, we did have a uh, some community related commentary, at least on the film, which was from way back oh. when uh, Nathan at Seth Nightmare had talked to us on Twitter. It's like I watched the trailer. Actually, that movie doesn't look too bad. It looks predictable oh. but tense. Maybe I'll sneak in a viewing. Well, Nathan, you'll probably be glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hopefully you didn't. Uh, Netflix guess for us, I was a three and a half. Lucas was a two. How did you rate it, sir? Boy, um, well, you know, I'm I'm an advocate of the halvesies as far as uh, ratings go. I'm not going to go so low as a one, but I'm going to go. Ha- I'm going to meet you halfway. I'm giving it a one and a half. It was surprisingly not as boring. I will admit that I did have to do a couple things for the show while I was watching it for a good 20 minutes, but it had my attention at first. And then I lost it throughout the course of the movie as I kind of, I don't know, you just kind of sink into the stupor as you're watching it where, I don't know, it just kind of washes over you in a very unmeaningful way. So it's not the worst thing I've ever watched, but Boy, the just the story it irks me in a way that I I can't I can't just give it a two, so I'm knocking it down to one and a half. How about you, Jason? Mm. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, it's a two. Um, yeah, it's not a whole lot. I don't even want to waste time saying anything more. It's it's a two. Yeah, there you go. It's a two. It is. It's a two. Uh, Lucas, what do you got? You. Cook. What's cooking up next time? Well, you know, I've been wanting to watch this on my own, but I thought, you know, this, I I really, I don't know why, but I'm just in the mood for a movie like this. And I thought, let's, let's just share it because I do believe if I, if I remember on Rotten Tomatoes, it said that this was a pretty decent movie. So, uh, the next net, next Netflixation is the movie Hush. It's a thriller slash slasher serial killer movie that, uh, Netflix describes is this. A deaf writer who retreated into the woods to live a solitary life must fight for her life in silence when a masked killer appears in her window. Ooh. Um, so this has got Kate Seagal. Se- uh, she was in a couple of things, but Oculus was the only 
real thing that I noted, which is all, or I don't know if it still is, but it was on Netflix for a while. And then uh, John Gallagher Jr., who was in Short Term 12, one of a one of a few five-star movies that have been on Netflixation. And uh, he was also in, more recently, 10 Cloverfield Lane. So Ooh, you may recognize that. him. Although I'm guessing he's probably wearing a mask for most of the movie, so you may not recognize him. Ooh. Ah. Um, Netflix's guess for me was, I believe it was a three. I'm going to have to double-check that really quick, but I believe it was a three. What about you, Jason? Uh, let me... Cause for some oh, reason don't. I, I wasn't pulled up yet. Uh, Hush. Yeah, it's a three a, for me. Uh, It looks like a three and a three quarters. So I guess a f- do we, I guess we say four, I guess. Or right, you can say, round up to halves. Uh, let's just do a three. Okay. okay. So, yeah, about It's average. a three from me. I can't not think of that now. Every time. Every time. You know, Peaky Blinders shows up here. Uh, how far did you ever watch that? I only watched one episode so far. Peaky Blinders. Um, I believe I only saw one episode, actually. It's, I think I'm it, in the same boat as you. It's so hard to get through to see any other content on Netflix because so much of my the main page is all their originals. And, yeah. It's Orange is the New Black for me right now, which was confusing because I thought it, the season was already out, but they were just like... Hey, remember Orange is the New Black? That's still a thing. Didn't even have a date as to when I, it was coming out. Yeah, still haven't watched that. Uh, Electric Boogaloo. I want to watch that, too. Yeah. Ah, so much. And The Do-Over. You got to watch The do Hell Do-over no. Too. <laughs> someone, I, I have a feeling, though, at some point someone will pick us, like, one of his movies to watch. Oh, I think sure. I, I think I'd watch like I'd watch that one before the the his Hateful Eight ripoff. Oh, God. That thing, yes, that was just filled with racism everywhere. <laughs> It's stereotypes. Hey, Netflix is suggesting I should watch Kung Fury again. I think that's an amazing idea. (laughs) Do it. I that's it's been a while for me. I remember watching it, but I don't remember anything about the film. Hmm. Well, that's all you need to know. Do we have anything in Uh, in the? uh, Yeah, I guess that's the time when we do community grab bag, where you, the listeners, can send us something, and we will a question, a comment. You know, we'll put it on the air. Redeem worthy. Um, <laughs> we did get a couple questions though. Uh, oh, the uh, the man from from out west, the man from Idaho, Denny, who mm-hmm. screwed himself. Yes, he said. Everyone has at least one thing they would like to change about themselves from the past. For me, I'd like to go back to my wedding my wedding day and shave off my 70s porn mustache before taking their wedding photos. <laughs> How about you guys? Anything you'd like to do over? And be honest. Winky face. Oh, boy. From the past? Yeah, has to be from your past. I got, I actually got a couple. Okay. Very similar. Very similar. Ready? Yeah. Ready for them? Okay, well, you knew me in high school. My my first one, probably the biggest one, would be to do something different with my damn hair. I used to slop <laughs> gel into my hair and then comb it down. It looked awful. It was shiny all the time. But it didn't look good. It never looked good. It just it looked sad and awful. And then the other thing would be... Um, I, maybe even farther back than that, maybe more in middle school. 
I used to wear those. Do you remember like the polyester? I think they were polyester button-up shirts that would be like all printed and like it would be like a blue flame background. Oh yeah, they're like baggy. They're like oversized baggy shirts. Yeah, I had one that yeah. like a Japanese dragon on it, and I had one that had Optimus Prime yeah. on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would never have worn those. Those are just awful. But they yeah, were in style like at the time. Oh, God. I don't think they were ever in style. You were a nerdy kid. A... You probably wore one at one point in time. Oh, I did. Yeah. I definitely had, like, you know, three options, and then you, you slap on the pleated pleated khakis and uh, maybe uh, some of those blocky, heavy sketcher uh, dress shoes. You're good to go, dude. Yeah. Ladies are all over you. There you go. There you go. What about you, Jason? Um, my not so realistic one is I would go back and not sell my PlayStation and all my <laughs> games to my then girlfriend's brother at the time. I think it was like eighty bucks, and I gave him like my PS. I had like the the PS One Slim. Oh yeah. Or I think they actually called it the PlayStation One, is what because originally yeah, it was yeah. just Playstations. I had that and all my games. I had a crap ton of games, and then um. I did. I, I don't think I sold my NES. I feel like I, maybe I did, but I feel like we through some my mom's like work organization. I feel like it got given to like a a, a deserving or needy family. I think so. Uh, if that was the case, then I don't feel bad about that. But I I, I wish other if I did sell it though, then I'm, I want I would want to keep my games <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> um, but like if we're going back to like an actual like like point in time or or. Um, things that you want to actually change about yourself. Um, hmm. I've kind of, I've kind of made. I don't have any regrets on life, so there's not like anything like that. Um, gosh, maybe try to grow a beard sooner. <laughs> That's one I like. I, I didn't, I didn't ever try to actually grow a full beard until I was like twenty, twenty three, twenty four. I feel like I could have started. Couple years prior, um, I don't know. Like I have the, like the same vague thing of like you know there's been there's been situations or you know friendships that, uh, you know I just walked away from. Actually, you no, know, I I do know one. There, um, probably certain event that um, you know we always did our land parties, but the the way we handled one or somebody did that kind of uh alienated and uh isolated a friendship for a long time that um it never was the same after that so it was disappointing how you can do like a stupid thing like kids and then you you're too um selfish or too stubborn to immediately try to try to correct things and then things are never the same after that so um mm-hmm. that that would be mine uh now that we're sad and depressed let's uh talk to graham <laughs> um, <laughs> favorite favorite pizza topping go uh, pepperon- oh. pepperoni because you have to have pepperoni. It's like it is the it is the pizza topping. Unless you it count, is, it is. I mean, do you count cheese as a pizza topping? I guess. Hell no! They put cheese on freaking bread. This is this is America. We put cheese on everything. That's true. Um, you know, for me, I would say I really like pineapple, dude. I love some pineapple. I can do pineapple. And I like pineapple ham, too. and I can do pineapple and pepperoni it don't matter but it just gives it like a sweet and savory thing going on and i i'm, I'm digging that i like that a lot so i would say pineapple pineapple Shout- there you go pepperoni and pineapple 
Hey, scroll down the document. Scroll down, down the, the document. Down page oh my god, there's the shirt. <laughs> it's not the shirt, but it's close enough so god. that you know what. It, I'll throw it into the. Uh, I'll throw it in the document for uh, the uh, website, so you guys. I don't even know it. how you would describe that. Like Optimus uh, Prime, baggy oh. collared shirt. <laughs> they do, they have some uh, like Dragon Ball Z seems to uh, be. If someone knows what the heck that is, what what? How do you even describe? It? It's like a oversized bowling shirt almost i don't even know well it is polyester i i put in polyester and that seemed to do the trick. poly see i had one uh i had one that i distinctly remember i wore during like an 11, a 10th grade band trip <laughs> yes and it was it was like that but it was red i had a red dragon it didn't have oh, and it, it was man. just it was just the dragon it didn't have any like the of the logos or symbols or anything like that. Was it was it um, button up or was it just a shirt? It was it was a ba- it was a button up. Okay. Boy, strange times. You know they still sell those sometimes in certain places. Oh yeah, I'm, I think I've still seen people wearing them. You gotta uh, stop. Yeah. Well, it's no, bad. you know what? You, you can wear it. it. Just just know that it. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> No, it's not good. It's not great. It's what it is. Oh yeah, so if, yeah, see if you enter keyword dragon, it's something. Well, God, there's a picture of Guy Fieri wearing once. So now you know. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> is he eating some barbecue in his red <laughs> dragon shirt? Oh God! All right, this is the awkward Man, finish. Clearly, a... <laughs> it's time for the awkward finish. We talked about doing another flux post top three for the next show. I don't have any categories, so I don't feel like. I don't know. Unless you have some, Luke, I'm not going to rush and force one I'm on a, people. I'm I'm scared. I'm scared that if we don't keep doing it, it's just going to fall into into you know It'll the fall into the gap. The show. Yeah, I, you know we had uh, board games. We could represent some board games. Top three board games. I feel like that's a really generalized category because that could be. I mean, you could say, heck, some people. I like Monopoly. A lot of people are sick of Monopoly, but I didn't get to play that much as a kid because I was so much younger than my brother and sister, and so we never really played Monopoly. I'm not sick of it. So it could be anything like that. It could be your. It could be designer games. But I would say best way to describe it would be like. Top three go-to board games. All right, there you go. It's been it's as it has been ordained. Flexible top three returns with top Boom. three board games. So, 120 episodes done. We thank you for your listens. We thank you for your downloads, your shares, your likes, your comments, your describes. Your describes. I don't. Your. <laughs> how about no your sub? How about your subscribes? I don't know. Either way. This is Fluxabose. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Don't copyright our infringements if you know what's good for you. It's over 9,000! Are you asking for a challenge? Challenge!